A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Seger Designs makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. to throw down toward the goal line going up ball tipped in the air touchdown Jordan Westerkamp Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest oh baby far side back to throw is Martinez now being chased throws it out a flat Burkhead makes a catch sits a tackle 25-20 Rex Burkhead touchdown Nebraska got zach here joined by fitz gerald fitz what's up buddy not much how you doing zachary uh i just wanted to get real fancy there with you for a second call you by your full name your government name that's a secret well you know you've got bigger secrets than that but i guess we'll stop at the uh whole name thing for tonight right samari touche touré all right, we'll leave that one where it is. Well, uh, this episode is known as the uh, Big Picture Scripture. And uh, essentially what we're going to be doing is we're going to do an episode for each uh, team in the Big Ten. Uh, our breakdowns of the team, players to watch out for, uh, wins, breaks, breaking down schedule. Just pretty much doing the same things that we would do for Nebraska, but just doing it for every team in the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, ideally we'll kind of spread it out further as we go maybe a little bit more national to the top 25 and leading up to the season and kind of seeing how everything uh, goes but uh we are leading off with the dreaded rival the iowa hawkeyes tonight fits what uh what do we think i mean we're leading off pretty hot aren't we we've We've spent the majority of our time on this podcast, as you say, swinging above our weight class anyway. So um, right now, we start, we start with the team that I think the majority of Husker fans, if they had to pick one team, especially from the West, that they want to beat, it's going to be Iowa. And for the fact that we are 0-7 against them out of the last seven games, if I did the math correctly there, why not? It's it's a big game. It's a big team, um, and I, I think it's uh, it's a great place to start. Why not cut our teeth on Iowa and yeah. their bad corn? Sorry, I couldn't. Well, sorry. From from what I hear, I guess I hear their corn is 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 bad, and Nebraska's is good. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we we got to start off with these guys. Um, yeah, zero and seven in the last seven games. I mean, that's to me that's. Uh, I, I don't quite know how to take it, especially with when we've seen anything from blowouts, um, just getting ran into the fucking ground under Riley. 
um, to losing heartbreakers, uh, you know, with, with Iowa kickers blowing kisses to the fans and, and, and kind of walking off. And, I mean, the kid ops obviously deserved the, the walk-off they did and, and nothing but, but credit to that kid for doing that epic troll job. It was absolutely fucking incredible. Um, to, to, you know, Nebraska choking the game away and, and, and fumbling at inopportune times, I mean – I, I, honestly, I feel like talent-wise, these teams are, are are very very similar. I feel like Nebraska is a more talented team, but I feel like Iowa is is a very t- very talented team. That's your feelings on Iowa. I, I agree, and I believe that discipline comes from it starts with the head coach Kirk Ferentz, and the fact that right now uh, just signed a contract extending through two through two thousand twenty nine. Um, you know, that's a conversation for a later time on, on what the, 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 the premise of that is, whether it's connected to a son, and, and we'll get to that as well. But I just think the, the discipline, um, old school, it's, it's, it's the players fit into that. And it's, it's, it's disciplined. I'm not going to uh, – on the field, um, they do well what they're supposed to do. And it's very – the system that they run, we know – you know, with his fingers. But again, they just do it really, really well. And you don't have to maybe have the best recruits. You don't have to have the best players. But as we've seen, and last season is no doubt, 10-2, and two, they go to Indianapolis in the and until – and Nebraska's not the only team that can, you know, is not getting by him consistently. So um, I think that discipline's a big part of it. Uh, but it all it really just goes down from you know from the top down what they're doing they're doing well um and i think you know to kind of lead into this a little bit what they're doing well and they even struggled a little bit last year they had uh Linderbaum as their center you know draft pick great Absolute center but stud yeah but but overall line play wasn't as good as it has been in the past so we'll have to get into that they always have a a strong tight end room or at least one um you know and the running backs there isn't anyone that is going to you know just be on paper say okay this is the guy you've got to stop but they just find a way uh whether it's wearing you down or just running it correctly a couple two three times and then then hitting the one that that matters um so i i think that's where i look at it but name you know calling it the discipline saying hey this is you know what they do well um, is a great way to just kind of break down Iowa at a very 10,000 foot view and then kind of get down into it. So, uh, what position do you want to start with? Well, you know, you kind of brought it up. Um, let's, I, let's start off with what Iowa is known for. Uh, let's start off with the, uh, offensive line and, uh, just, you know, we don't have to go super in depth on they're so down an absolute freak as a center and, by getting drafted, I think it was by the Baltimore uh, Ravens in the first round. Um, it was him and uh, uh, Jurgens, the top two centers in the Big Ten, and the gap between the two for me was was pretty large. Uh, I thought Leonard Baum was just an absolute freak. Um, like you said, the rest of the um, offensive line, I guess, underwhelming would be a fair way to describe it, considering the standards at Iowa. Um, but with that, you know, you've got these kids that are that are talented but underexperienced. Well, now that talent and that experience kind of is going to kind of catch up with each other, I think. Um, I think across the line in general, you're going to be a much, much better. Um, I, I think that line, that line could get them. I don't want to say this. I hate saying it. But I think that offensive line is good enough to get them back to the Big Ten championship at the end of the year. It's going to be interesting. You know, again, we we don't want to just continuously compare Iowa and Nebraska. Um, it's a it's a good benchmark, but they both lost their center, so they're replacing that. Iowa's, and I don't think many people would disagree with this that their their offensive line was average at best last year. Um, yeah, they did. one of their, their usual strengths is one of their biggest weaknesses. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and when I say biggest weaknesses, there, that's biggest weaknesses on a ten and four team. Yeah, that well, still went to the, a championship game. I mean, let's let's not shit on these guys and act like they're not talented. You know, what I mean, not that you are, but no, no, and that's the that's the 
I guess that's the point, though, is based on what Iowa usually brings to the table, their offensive line, by their own standards, was not where it, it normally is. Um, now you've got some coaching changes, um, and maybe that that thing. So it, that's gonna it is when you when you have to change that anchor though, that center position that's gonna that's gonna start it. Um, you know, you just try to figure out is it you know do they have enough guys that got decent playing time last year, uh, whether it's backups, uh, do, are they able to go seven eight deep? You know what are what are they going to do? Uh, that's going to allow them to to play to their strengths, um, which, as crazy as it is right now, their strength, and I mentioned it before, the strength being the tight end, uh, so the passing game, it's, it's, it's not just Iowa, it's not just Nebraska, so many teams, um, their passing game, those stats from their quarterback, stuff like that, can get skewed um, because of hurries, because of not enough time in the pocket, you know, awkward throw. The offensive lines change. That's what's going to be interesting to Michigan first, and they're going to have some time to get some things ready to go. But we know Michigan's going to bring that defense. So I think that I think it's a great place to start for them. You know, how's the offensive line going to hold up, and is it going to provide them adequate blocking and run blocking to to make some hay? Yeah, much like uh, and a name you brought up, Brian Ferentz. Um, much like Iowa fans are ecstatic that Nebraska brought back Scott Frost, Nebraska fans are ecstatic that Iowa brought back Brian Ferentz as the offense coordinator because neither side is scared of that that person. Um, I personally, I think that they've got the tools to be really talented or really special on this on that side of the ball. Honestly, uh, I was a, a Nate Stanley guy. I, I, I not uh, I, I just really thought he could um, do do some great things, and um, they they couldn't seem to get the the quarterback situation figured out at any point last year, and it, it seems like that's that's a problem that it. it I don't know why they couldn't figure it out. Um, you know, you've got Petrus, who's been a starter for, for a few years now. At this point, he's a redshirt senior. You've got Padilla behind him. Padilla pushed him pretty hard. But then you've got even true freshmen into the mix at that position, at the quarterback position. So it's like, honestly, Iowa, when they've had a playmaker at that position, it's been a pretty damn fun offense to watch with everything that they've got around them. If you can get Keegan Johnson out there with a playmaker at quarterback, I mean, you could probably do some pretty damn dangerous things out there. Well, and going back to the quarterback part of it, you had um, Padilla, who I don't even think he played in the bowl game against Kentucky. So they went with where you're going to look at both of them, completion, but Padilla's got defenses, and things seem to click. And so, you know, you've got a really strong receiver room. Is 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 it Petrus? Is it Padilla? Who's going to be the quarterback that's going to be able to utilize those those receivers? Do you, if you had to say, okay, this is the week one starter for Iowa, do you have a and, – and we know that doesn't really necessarily matter because that could get changed week three to, to, the, to the ire of, of, of everyone. But um, what do you think? Yeah, uh, it, it's a great it's a great question because I could say you could go with Petrus, who who like I said has got the experience. He's a tried and true guy. Whether that be for the positive or the negative, um, what you gain with, with with Padilla, you know, you gain mobility. Do you go completely unference like in true freshman at one of the positions, or or even? You know, do you go completely off the radar and do that? I can't see that happening. If it's me, I'm going Petrus and just kind of seeing what I can get. Um, but you got Johnson, you got Reganey, uh Bruce, and then obviously tight end you. You got Laporta out there as well. I mean, you've got plenty of dudes out on the perimeter. There's, there's no reason that that offense – uh, I I think it's fair to say a top fifty offense. It, it, that. They don't have a you know one rusher, but as a team, they're and their rushing was down last year a little bit too. But they're you know it's it's almost 
guaranteed that you could say, okay, I would say Iowa's going to rush on average as a team probably 200 yards a game. You know, and that's if that's your if that's your floor, then you've got an opportunity to 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 do better than that, uh, raise that number a little bit. Um, you know, and then it's not that Iowa needs the running game to open up the passing game. They don't need the passing game to open up the running game. They have their plays. Um, but I think what they need, though, is the consistency. Because if Petrus is throwing ten touchdowns to nine interceptions, that's not going to cut it. Um, can can Brian Ferens, you know, work through that and create opportunity? Maybe. Um, but again, does anybody else in the room have, you know, anything better than that? How much? I guess. I guess the the big question is: Would you does does Ferens value the experience, or does he value maybe maybe there's a freshman, a, a stud, a, a playmaker? You've got a kid. Um, Carson May out of Oklahoma, who's a freshman, you know, does he, does he bring anything um, to, you know, different to the table? Is it, is it enough for him to, to be there over the summer and, in, and to fall ball to, to challenge that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, May is the kid that I was thinking of. That's the uh, true freshman that could, I, I think, could, if they go off the, completely off, um, you know, push him pushing for playing time and just seeing what what you can do with that offense at that point. I mean, um, overall, I, if I had to give that offense a grade, I don't know. I I'd say your floor is probably a a, a D offense. Best um, player on the offensive line, I'm mad, and it it and you you have some of the same problems you had last year. I think the floor. Is is a D minus floor. I don't think you get to an F. I still think it's good enough. But honestly, I could see that the ceiling being probably a a solid B offense. I mean, that's that's that offensive line clicking. That's that running game clicking. That's you know Johnson taking another step forward. You're regaining taking another step forward. You know your Laporte proving that he's that NFL guy. I mean, that's that's where I think that the peak would be. My expectations are somewhere in the C area. Well, and that's the that's the crazy part about it, though, is if if that line isn't clicking, are you able to utilize um, Sam Laporta the way you want to, or does he have to stay a little bit to do what he does stuck in? Then do they have to change because now they're they're bringing an extra extra blockers? You know, they can't utilize the again the strength of their offense right now, which looks like the wide receiver room. And so I, I really do. I, it really does hinge on that offensive line. Okay, and as well, 10 and 2, and their offense was mediocre. Offense was mediocre. Um, so where, where, do they, where do they go from there? Is it because their defense was that good? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, like you said, I think mediocre was putting the offense pretty politely uh, last year. Um, defensively and and special teams wise that that's just absolutely carried the team they are phenomenal on the defensive side of the ball and I think last year I've always talked with quite a few Iowa fans I I think I had high praise last year on what I expected from the Iowa defense I think it's safe to say that maybe a god I hate saying it but is, is a top 15 unit on defense for them their last few years their strength okay they were really good on defense they had on the back end um they they had a player who was a difference maker a lot of turnovers swing in the game um had some defensive scores as as well is that sustainable probably not the regression is going to happen there but if their defensive line which brings back three guys can create the pressure that they're that they're known for as well. Um, edge guys, interior, it, it makes that a lot easier for their for the back end guys. And they return uh, Jack Campbell, their their inside linebacker, 143 tackles last year, which oh by the way led the nation. So th- their their defensive line is 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 obviously doing something right. That's giving him you know and he's a great his part in what he's expected to do, and that's make tackles. And so. Uh, but 
a healthy has been around um, he's seen he's seen it all but he's coaching kind of the same thing there's there's not much different it goes back to that discipline it's and that's the I think that's the craziest part not to go off on a tangent here but I think for Husker fans for probably gopher fans for Purdue fans I mean it's just it's it, it looks like the same product year in year out and sometimes it's it's eight and four sometimes it's ten and two and it's just it's almost it's frustrating because it's good and it works and they know it and they just continue to hey let's put this player in uh this two star oh all of a sudden he's you know leading the country in in tackles now not saying jack campbell is a two star but you you understand what i'm getting at there yeah no totally it's it's almost like uh you know that fun culture word um when you're going to Iowa, you know kind of what to expect when you get in there. And, uh, you know, they have a culture and they run it to perfection and, you know, you fall in line. And I'm not knocking it. It's obviously working for them. They've, they've had a very successful program under Ferentz, so I'm not really going to knock them. Um, just- well, and, and not to jumping in there, they're not losing a lot of guys to the portal. They're not bringing a ton of guys in. They've got, you know, they got a few. It's not they're not doing what Nebraska has done in that regard. But you know, you look at you look at a guy like Riley Moss, who we were talking about before. I mean, he's appeared in 41 games, started in 27, and he's back. So the the continuity, you know, very stark contrast to what the offensive line is going through. And so you 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 can you can say. You know that if the defense is already set like that, now you're in a pretty good you're in a pretty good position. But are they going to be able to bring it consistently? Can they match up with you know some of the what? That that will be the interesting thing. Um, I the one thing I'll never bet against will be an Iowa defense uh, showing up because they always do. It, it does not matter what 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 team they they play against unless it's Purdue. Um, they always show up against against teams. Uh, they're always tough, unless it's Purdue, um, who seems to have their number. And you know, it just is what it is. That that that's the way it goes in, in college football. Um, I I really think they can lock down a lot of teams that they're going to play on the schedule. I mean, if we go through the schedule, which it's it's not a uh, it's. It's not the worst schedule in the world. I mean, it's not overly daunting. You know, South Dakota State, Iowa State. I mean, that's just always a big game, though, the Iowa State game. Um, you know, your Nevada, Rutgers, Michigan's big game, Illinois. You know, just breaking down those games right there, that's – I mean, if you break down the first half of that schedule fits, put – that's that's always things where, you know, September third, you turn the game on, and it's in the middle of the third quarter, and South Dakota State's up by like three. I it just it's it's one of those, and then I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at that moment. It's not the same quarterback playing at that time than than started the game, but yet they they fixed so now I, it's a win. They're one. I mean, yeah, no, I I got to go one and zero there as well. Uh, Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State. You know, it's 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 the state game. So, what uh, what uh, what you got there? You got one and uh, one and one or oh, two and oh. It's at it's at Kinnick Stadium. Um, gives a little bit of an edge. I don't. I'm not going to lie and tell you I know a lot about Iowa State at this point in time on on June 19th. But um, I just think with with Iowa's defense, their their workhorse yes, for them. Yes, he was a stud. Um, that's a lot of production to replace. Are they going to be Are they going to be churning and burning on 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 in week two? I don't think so. Um, so let's just say let's say two and zero. Oh. Four State Nevada and Rutgers. Not gonna not gonna disagree with you. That's where I was. That's where I was headed as well. All right. So let's get to the big game on October first in Kinnick, Michigan. What do you got, Fitz? Big game. I've got. I've got to go. The fighting khakis of Michigan, of Ann Arbor against the fighting khakis of Iowa. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the, the khaki game. 
it's like it's like your it's it's like two uncles. If you put them side by side, they're like are those guys brothers? They look ones maybe ones one left graduated high school about five years earlier than the other one. But anyway, um, I'd say Michigan, Michigan, and we'll and we'll get into this down the line in our big picture scripture series. But I think Michigan's defense wasn't wasn't a lie last year. Um, and I think they're going to do some things. I, I think if they're able to, to even slow down in week five, slow down what Iowa puts out there offensively, I just don't know if, you know, if, if it becomes a game where it's got to be a shootout, you have to give, you've got to give those games to whoever Iowa's playing. That's the, that's the crazy part about it. And again, not to, not to just to continue to pour salt in the wound. We saw that with Nebraska a little bit that they just – the offense was, was churning and was doing some things and just, you know, didn't work out. So I'm going to go – after week five, Iowa is 4-1. and one. So let me twi- turn that around to you before we jump into uh, week six. What do you have to say that Iowa will beat Michigan in Kenneth? Oh, I, I think the uh, home field advantage of being in Kinnick will make all the difference in that game. Um, it, it's just it's a different atmosphere with those fans right on top of you. Um, communication goes by the wayside. It's tough. It's loud. It's raucous. Uh, that that team gets ready to play under on, for those fans. Uh, you got the best tradition in sports. You got the you know the Iowa wave. So you can't go wrong. So with what that. is all right, so then, and I we're not going to skip because I want to go through the rest of these games. But what does that do then for, let's say, the next three four games in that chunk? If they if they beat Michigan, because again, without looking at Michigan schedule right now, there's a there's a better good five and zero four and zero coming into that game as well. Um, Michigan's going to have the the clout now. I, I don't know if they have a big game. Early on, there. That's the crazy part about it. There's not a ton of big that game. conference games. Early so yeah, in the season. Mich- Michigan's got nothing going into that game. It should be a, a you know four and zero matchup or five and zero so, matchup. Okay, so there's a. I would guess that Michigan's ranked. Excuse Iowa's four and zero. Jesus Christ! Pick up on it. Top thirty is is where it needs to be and shows that that promise. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's that that that's a that really is a toss up. Now, right now it's to be determined. So let's take this a step further because this can get some discussion going as well. Predict the time of that game. Oh man, I. I think is it a big noon on Fox? Is it is at, it a night game? At that point, I feel like you got to do it. I think it's got to be a noon kick. I mean, that's that's where. Uh, Fox does their big games. It's I would I would think at that point it's going to be a battle of top twenty five, maybe top twenty teams. Well, that's going to be, and you know, and that could that could lead to you know a point here, a point there in terms of what the what the the line comes out as. But um, I, you can't you can't argue with their logic. The home field, uh, both teams, you know, coming off probably f- coming in four and zero. All right, so you're four and one. No, no I'm you're, five and zero. Oh. I'm you're five and zero. Oh, I'm four and one. Um, what does that What does that lead to next? A bye week for Iowa. So they got okay. Illinois. Uh, I see what you did there. Nope, you get the fighting Brent Bielema's that week. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say they are six and zero oh going into the bye. Well, and I and I do need to apologize because it's very very difficult right now as a Husker fan to make these jokes when we're not beating these teams. So I get it. Don't you know you can at Drake DeGrassi, but not at Corn underscore Husker. So that was Drake's. Was that Drake's comment? Are we good with that? Can we agree? Yeah, no, we no, we're good there. No, Nebraska. Um, it's kind of what we're used to. Um, all right, now they beat the Buckeyes in Columbus. No, final answer. Yep, I'm going to go there with you as well. I do think they are in agreement coming. But I think Northwestern could be everyone's homecoming game. It's uh could be a long long season for them, but no. That so 
they lose to Ohio State. So I'm sitting at what seven and or five and two, and you're I'm six, six and, one. and one. And then uh, I like that you're going on uh, going on kind of history here. Um, it's at Purdue. Now you've got you've got the data in front of you. Is Ohio State? Is there a buy after Ohio State for either Purdue or for week? What is that? Week eight. Uh, so after Ohio State for Iowa, they've got Northwestern. Is that what you were okay. asking? Yeah, just kind of trying to get an idea of what what does Purdue have coming into that game with Iowa versus Iowa coming off the game against Ohio State. You know, um, for some reason, even though Northwestern hasn't wasn't the greatest team last year, I just I can't see them doing that again this year. I just I feel like they're going to be a little bit tougher. They may not be the most talented, but damn, it's still hard to see them do what they did. Yeah. So Iowa kind of I mean, Iowa gets a little bit of a bounce back. They get to correct some things and it's not Ohio State. They're not playing Michigan or Minnesota. So in terms of just the physicality and stuff like that. So I'm going to go I'm going to give it to Purdue as well. I'm going to give it to Purdue as well. I think there's there's enough going again. It's just I really it really just for me and I you have to go back and revisit this obviously. But the, if Iowa's offense cannot put up twenty five points a game, I mean in today's football that's that's a lot different. I mean twenty three is you know you, you keep a team under twenty three and you're in the top twenty five or fifty or whatever you know. I'm just throwing numbers out there, but you get the point. Yeah. Um... Next one, I mean, right now you're in a pretty damn key stretch of your schedule. You got Wisconsin. It's in Kinnick, though. It's, it's tough. It's very tough. Yeah, and it's hard It's hard not to really kind of analyze. Um, at Kinnick. Um, at Kinnick, Wisconsin in November. They've... You know, Wisconsin does have that running back that, oh, did you know he's only going to be like 14 or something when he, he runs against uh, everybody this year? He makes me um, think of the pocket. It, it yeah. was a go-to. For the Huskers, it's um, calling Adrian Taylor, um, giving us who their roommates are. And then for Wisconsin, it's like, hey, did you know, number one, the coaches get their wardrobe from Walgreens. Shout out to Jack Mitchell for that nugget. The back is only scratch defense. I'm gonna go. I'm going Iowa. I'm taking Iowa. They they lost to Purdue the week before, um, as I so aptly stated, and then uh, they're gonna come back and 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 write things a little bit against uh, Wisconsin for the win. I want to go Iowa here, but I'm gonna take Wisconsin. Um, I I I'm gonna be swayed on that real easy. I, I'm not confident in Wisconsin there, but I'm gonna take them. Um, I think the line's going to be real close anyway, but I'll take Wisconsin there, um, and then we'll, we'll we'll see. I feel like it's an upset in Kinnick, but um, next one, Minnesota. What do you got for the rowing PJ Flex? Oh, well, it it I'm not a hundred percent sure. It seems like they're doing a little bit of a facelift on the offense. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I, I had to. You knew it was, you knew it was coming. Yeah, um, no, no I, knew, I knew it was there. I was just really hoping we were going to grow up past that, but no, it's fine. Okay, tell me it's not, I mean, it's just, it's so obvious. Fitz, is, is Fitz it veneer, I'm aware of your material is it veneers, at this point. Is it, oh, goodness sakes, okay. It's Robot um, PJ. <laughs> um... Minnesota, Iowa. Where's the game? You're my you're my guy here, so I'm asking. Oh, that's scary that you're used. I look stuff up myself. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. You're in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Um, I'm trying to just kind of taking everything in. So it's in it's in Minnesota. It's an early. I'm guessing it's an early game that day. Uh, there's not much else besides Nebraska Wisconsin that day um, so the weather doesn't necessarily 
you know, it's November 19th, very fall-like still. I'm, I'm, I'm stalling. Can you tell? I'm stalling. No, I can here. definitely tell. Are you going to bring um, up Hoodie Gate next and then talk about how we don't wear hoodies up there? No, because again, we have we have not we don't have a leg to stand on. We just can't can't even go there. Um, I'd say. I mean, if you're going to keep stalling, I'll give you my pick. Iowa, Iowa takes it. You're going to go Iowa. Uh, I will go Iowa there as well. I I want PJ to lose every game. So uh, yeah. Well, there's. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Iowa there as well. Uh, I I I'm not a fleck guy. I mean. Good coach, but not a fleck guy. Um, yeah. You're gonna be you're gonna be on Big Fox Big Noon getting interviewed, and you're like, uh, so what's your? I just want Minnesota to lose every game. Interview. <laughs> that's my that's my take. Yeah, that that that's how I get interviewed. So it's not a big deal. I'm a, I'm a shock jock. So what what? Uh, anyway, uh, last one, Nebraska. Nebraska fits. So that is. Well, let's let's dig in here. This, okay. So I said Iowa beats Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Okay. That means most likely, and Iowa beats Minnesota. Um, they lost to Purdue. There's just if I just think at that point, finally, that game's going to come down potentially to, you know, the West. Now, would it be even better if Nebraska had a lock on it and it was, you know? was enough that it, it wouldn't completely derail everything. Of course it would, but I think Nebraska gets right, um, you know, gets through. It's, you know, could they could they have a couple hiccups? Of course they could because, you know, they've got Oklahoma, Michigan. There's a, there's a nice run, though, of some games where Nebraska could be going into that game 9-1. Um, nine and, nine and Nine and two, ten and one, something like that. I mean, eight and three, whatever it is. I, I could throw out every number. I'm just saying that the there's so many different things that could take. I think Nebraska finally has Iowa's number. Um, it, it, it is in Kinnick. We all know it's you know Black Friday, uh, but they've been they've been close. They've 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 gotten in their own way. I think this is the year Nebraska takes Iowa. Uh- are you as confident as I am? Uh, I mean, we all know the level of Kool-Aid that I provide daily for everyone to partake in. So maybe. I don't know. Is this where I guess I give my – or do I just – A teaser in the showbiz. Well, you left us – you just left us with a maybe. Oh, yeah. I guess maybe that's probably not a great way to do that. <laughs> not, not, not a great teaser there, huh? Um <laughs> No, I, they could win. They could lose. You know, well, let's just play the game and see. It's only know, fair. You know, let's let's let them let's let these boys play this out on the field. You know, let's let's we'll see how it goes. Um, no, I, I, God damn it! It's so hard to go against go against the numbers zero and seven in the last seven games. I mean, granted, the margin of of, of weight discipline on the field, uh, but even when they do shoot shoot themselves in the foot, they don't implode. Um, that's something we have not seen from a Nebraska team um, under Scott Frost. Uh, it's frustrating. I'm hoping before you before you give your number, coach, let me let me go back to that discipline. Yeah, the the coaching changes. So you've got, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on the other coaches that were here, but you've got some real professionals on that staff now, guys that have been in places. Coached at many levels, disciplined for all, but Nebraska, you know, on on both sides of the ball. But and I'm talking, you know, we we understand discipline within the game, the personal fouls, the false starts, stuff like that. But I'm thinking now with discipline of your craft, discipline of the right route, the right read, picking up the right block, things like that. That has to be that has to be better this year. You know, Whipple's got a ton of experience, Joseph isn't going to, you know, if, you, if you're not doing your job, next man up. Um, your jo- you're trying to stay on this team, and that's the mindset he has. So does that, does that lead you or change, you know, or mix in with your thinking at all? Yeah, that's a big reason why I've, I've, I'm picking the way that I am going to pick um, because I, I feel the 
staff changes will make the difference um, as well as player changes. Uh, I feel like it's a complete mindset switch for Nebraska because there's not the previous roots there outside of Frost and some of those guys. So um, I'm going to pick Nebraska to win a close one. Um, I won't pick a score yet since I guess we're not doing that, but I think Nebraska does win, and I don't think any of us would be surprised with that. Um, I, I, man, I, just, I think Iowa's a goddamn good team. Um, I, I will never shit on Iowa. I just can't do it. Um, they've earned my respect as far as what they put out there on the field consistently. That's not easy to do, especially in the current state of, uh, of college football. Um, occasionally, yeah, you can shit on them, but I mean, they're just consistent. It's, it's, it's just steady what they do. You're right. Um, it doesn't look different year from year. And, you know, they grind. Um, Ferentz isn't a risk taker, but he is willing to push the right buttons at the right times, it seems. So, you know, and that's the that's the, the scariest part about it is, you know, if if it's that close game like you produce, does that does that start to tilt? You know, you get those in-game algorithms and 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 all that stuff that show hey nebraska was was scheduled to win this game 98 percent of the and then just drops and flat lines goes the other way you you almost have to give that to to iowa in that regard and that's what that's what is scary you know whether it's their defense you know making a play um you know they've been running something you know, okay, for three straight quarters, and then boom, what do they do? They leak a tight end out the other side, and you know, wide open, you know, forty-seven yards to the end zone. You know, it's those, and those are the moments that have been biting Nebraska for years against Iowa seven to be to be exact. So, um, no, they are they are a good team. Um, I want it, and I feel we brass this conversation with Jeffrey the Greek that you know it is a rivalry. Nebraska has to do their part a little bit, but you know they're getting there. The play, the play fits. You know, magazines are saying the same thing. Nebraska looks the part, but they're not doing it. Iowa fans can, they can hold their heads up high and say it doesn't matter what they look at when they're getting back. I, I don't know. It's Iowa. Iowa should be right there um, if, again, if their offense can can figure it out and. I think they're gonna. We're gonna probably see a pass-heavy offense this year, which I don't think is gonna scare a ton of teams off right away. Um, because again, it's not like they're blowing the doors off and, and going deep all the time. It's you know sometimes it's death by a thousand paper cuts, and uh, but they get that tight end, you know, and then he's you know picking up twenty, and then another chunk, and then another chunk, and so what? What do you? We have a pretty good idea on their offense, but what's the? What is the strength of this Iowa team heading into the season right now? Um, you know, honestly, if if I had to go anywhere uh, as far as a strength, I could cop out and say the um, wide receivers, defensive line, cheating. I'll go me too, Drake. Um, so I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'll go. I'll go with the uh, defensive line. Um, They've got a backup, I guess in quotations backup. I mean, he had a he had plenty of, of run last year. Uh, Van Ness uh, is, is is his name uh, last name. That I mean, he didn't play spot duty. He, he played quite a bit and walked away with eight and a half sacks. He's a little bit smaller. He's about two seventy ish, but he's a long kid. And then you've got the the usual guys on that defensive line returning. I mean, it's 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 Iowa. You're you're never shocked when they've got. I don't want to say uh, semi elite, but pretty goddamn good pass rushers all the way across the board. Well, that's the. There's usually one guy that, you know, he's a name early into the season. Right now, they don't have any. There's no you know, name only guys on that defensive line, but they return the three like we talked about, and when those guys are are doing their jobs. One of them has a tendency to get loose. And, you know, the Big Ten last year, we've had, you know, Michigan's defensive end. Purdue had a defensive end. Iowa uh, two years ago had a guy, you know, when the, when you got a guy that's unblockable like that, that just creates havoc, and then teams that aren't as elite as that or find ways to, to you know, hamstring themselves, 
it does make it it makes it for a long makes for a long day but i would agree i think the defensive line um is going to be is going to be the strength because you know in the Pelini era defense and that's going to be i think that's going to be the 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 tale of Iowa's season uh defense is going to hold up special teams is is going to get them you know there's going to be a nine to six game you know there's going to be a a 17 14 game here and there and their special teams is is pretty good they they is as well but uh i'd go i'd go their defensive line if that can if that can hold up then they've got a fighting chance in in almost every game yeah i agree uh i think that defense is going to keep them in every game it's going to win them a lot of games where that offense can't end up pulling it out it's knocking out there's a few names just to keep an eye out for this year for iowa um obviously van ness on the d-line um jacobs at linebacker is another one um I'm going to say that that running back, Gavin Williams, the one that filled in for Tyler Goodson, I think he's going to he's gonna be a pretty explosive player this year. Um, I don't know if he'll be what Good, Goodson was, um, but, he, you know, he was pretty pretty damn good. Um, well, they've got a tandem. There's another Williams, I think, that I think if you combine the two of them, they've got yep. could – I think would hopefully that, exceed the production of Goodson, but they've got they've got something there. Yep, they've got something there. Um, I think their left tackle Richmond's going to make a big jump this year, and then I think Johnson, if the quarterback play can be just steady, I think that kid could make a jump to the next level as well. So I think so, they could have some guys if if everything goes according, make a jump. Yeah, and that's the and that's the crazy part again. You just there's some there's some pieces that are there. The tight end Laporte, you've got, a, you've got you know a couple guys that are a little they're unproven at running back. You've got a you've got one quarterback with a wealth of experience who's not a world beater, but he's he's serviceable. You, I hate to ever throw the game manager tag on anybody, but you know he's he's not gonna run by you. Um, you know they've got they find ways they scheme they scheme really well. I. It's so it's and that's the frustrating part. I'm not going to let that die. It's that's the frustrating part because they're just they're Iowa and they do it and it sucks as an um, fan, but they get it done. Yeah, they do it to perfection. And um, yeah, I mean, that, what, what more can you say than they just they beat it into your head and here's how they're going to beat you. They're not going to do anything special. They're not going to play outside themselves and they do it really well. Um and and the main thing with this episode, and I'm I'm glad we didn't touch too much on Nebraska because I, obviously I we do all our episodes about Nebraska, and I didn't want to thump too much about that. But I'm just I am impressed with what Iowa does yearly. They, they I mean they got their first five star recruit in quite some time, and uh, I I don't want to his last name starts with a K I believe, and then um, they're in on Caden Proctor, who is I think the number one tackle in the country. I mean that's what I was just gonna say Iowa and. Is it Alabama? I think so, and he's from yeah. Iowa. So I mean, they've got the heads up right there, and the kid, the kid is just an absolute specimen already. Uh, it's it's impressive what they're doing. Um, I don't want to turn this into a blow in Iowa episode, but they're pretty fucking impressive. I mean, they just they do what they do well, um, and it just is what it is. Uh, but with that, I do think Nebraska, this is the year Nebraska beats them. So uh, how about that? It. It, it's got to be because that's the thing, though. They could they could be they could be I don't know seven and four coming into to Nebraska, and you just it becomes the game. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. So um, they'll do they'll do what they do, and they do it well, like you said. Uh, hopefully, it's not to perfection against uh, against Nebraska, but you know it does. Breaking it down, looking at the schedule, and having Nebraska come into that game with a winning record, something to play for, changing the entire narrative, and that's what Husker fans want, whether they say it or not. That's what Iowa fans want, college football fans want, you know, because that's the game that's on. You know, people want to see it. So uh, that's all That's all we can hope for. Right now it's just Nebraska holding up their end of the bargain. Yeah, I mean, it's a game that I think can be absolutely huge um, with Nebraska and Iowa. And honestly, I'm looking forward to it being a bigger game than it is. I'm looking forward to that being the game that decides the division. Um, well, we'll see how long the divisions go. It, you know, that could put a, a wrench in it. 
But I always, again, that me as a Nebraska fan, I absolutely look forward to every year. Um, I've, I've built quite the uh, friendship with some Iowa fans in some weird way, and, and I, I enjoy it. Um, gets the other side of the point of view, um, not just being inundated by Nebraska intakes, but seeing what a Nebraska, or an Iowa fan you know sees from the outside point of view and um it's interesting it's interesting to see the fan bases um and how they interact with each other um it's cool there's a lot of good folks though in their fan base and now that's kind of why i wanted to do this is to be able to push something out there for them to be able to listen to as well and not just be you know on the outside looking in so i think it's kind of cool to do this um i I'm looking forward to doing a lot of other ones. You know, obviously we're going to do every team in the Big Ten, but I mean, I, I had a good time doing it tonight. It was it was fun, and let's have uh, Iowa fans, Husker fans, other Big Ten school fans. Uh, when once this drops and you hear it out, uh, go to Church of the Corn at Church or Corn Church Record. Let's know what you think. Are we are we way off base? Is it, are they going to fumble? Oh, you had to go with a fumble, huh? I'm so <laughs> proud of you, Fitz. Look at you go. Look at you just just going with a fumble joke. Well, yeah. And I and I caught myself up and was having a, a coughing fit here. But yeah, uh, no, see, uh, professionals play that off. That's why I just kept talking. What's the uh, What's the uh, the next uh, verse in the uh, big picture scripture series? That is a great question. Um. We, yeah, we could let's let's do that. Let's see uh, what who the fans would like to hear from next. Uh, we'll just give you guys say four teams, and we'll go from there. Rock and roll it works works for me. Works for me. We'll get to them all, so don't don't feel bad about it. But you've got a chance to 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 make your vote count and roll with that. Uh, see Zach here, uh, joined by Fitz. Drake is not with us this evening, but uh, he will be in the future. Um, yeah, no, I had a blast. I uh, love talking Iowa with you tonight, buddy. Uh, I think uh, I think we're going to have some in the um, college football industry. It'll be weeks to do some, like you said, some really cool things coming down uh, the pipeline here with uh, what we're able to do and, and who we're going to hopefully talk to. So looking forward to it. Yep, it'll be a good time um, for Zach, for Fitz, uh, Drake. Thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. It was a pleasure. And uh, we'll talk to everybody later. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Bye, guys. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.